It's Inside the Jets. Brought to you by EY. Building a better working world. And by M&T Bank, the official community bank of your New York Jets. Now, here's Eric Allen and Eric Coleman. Welcome to Inside the Jets. We are actually broadcasting live from One Jets Drive today. In the play, MGM Studios, but we are brought to you by Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park, which is across the street. We'll be back there next week. Eric Coleman, what do you think about the new digs just for one week? Oh, it's beautiful in here. You know, you got a nice setup, the jerseys in the back. Uh, you've done a great job setting it up. Okay, so you won't be able to see the jerseys because you're listening on ESPN New York, but for those of you watching on NewYorkJets.com and the Jets app, you are in business. This is Inside the Jets. Well, without further ado, in the opening segment, we typically address what happened in yesterday's ball game. Because, But right now, that goes to the background because earlier this afternoon, ESPN's Adam Schefter reported that the Jets and the Giants have agreed in principle on a big trade where the Jets acquiring a pair of draft picks, a 2020 third round pick and a 2021 fifth round pick that could become a fourth if this man, Leonard Williams, signs a contract extension before the start of the 2020 league year. So the big cat is headed cross town if he passes a physical. Wow. I mean, that's a that's a listen. I'm happy for Leonard. You know, he, he gets a new opportunity, uh, but and I'm happy for the Jets. You know, they get to move on. Uh, they, they weren't going to sign Leonard to a long term deal. So why not get a couple of the draft picks to get some opportunities to help grow this team? Uh, for the future. Yeah, and, and that's what this is all about right now. The Jets are sitting here uh, almost at the season's halfway point at one and six. You need to take a long look at not only how are we best suited to win now, but long term. And Joe Douglas has a lot of work ahead of him. Yeah, he does. Uh, you know, starting with, uh, you know, filling those voids. You know, there, there's some voids in the offensive line. Uh, there's some talent issues that the Jets want to address to help them get to the next level. And, you know, obviously, if you, you look at the future, the future plans and, and where the money's going to go, Leonard Williams wasn't in the plans for the future. So why not get something for him and, and, and continue to, to grow those draft picks so you can uh, grow this team the way Joe Douglas would like to grow it. Again, Schefter reported early Tuesday that the Jets will, in fact, get a third-round pick in 2020. And then the 2021 selection is a five, but it becomes a fourth-round pick if Leonard Williams signs a contract extension with the Jets before the start of the league year. What does this say not only about getting the draft compensation, but where the Jets are up front because the defensive line rotation, you got Quinnen Williams, the number three overall selection in the draft out of Alabama. You have Henry Anderson, who is signed through 2021. Steve McClendon, you just signed him to a contract extension through 2020. Kyle Phillips, undrafted free agent out of Tennessee. He leads the defensive line in terms of tackles. Foley Fadakasi, he's also signed through 2021. Jordan Willis, he had a strip sack against the Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday. And also Nathan Shepard will be eligible to return from suspension down the line. Well, I, I think it shows the depth of the Jets' defensive line. Um, obviously, they've invested quite a bit into this defensive line with drafting Leo 
uh, drafting Quentin Williams with the third pick overall, and they believe in Quentin. They believe in the, the tools that they have. Obviously, Steve McClendon, who they just re-signed. Um, Henry Anderson has, has been an impact player when he's healthy, and, and I, I think that this is a, a, a group that doesn't really need to – doesn't need addressing. Listen, I think they can get it done with the guys who they have on the defensive line right now. I think that the, the Jets want to invest more into the other positions, maybe get some offensive line help, uh, you know, get some help on the back end, and, and really try to improve this team and help it be more well-rounded. So what do you make of Leonard Williams' career here with the Jets? Again, he was drafted in 2015, the first overall selection of the previous GM, who was Mike McCagnon, of course. He did have a Pro Bowl season. I know it's more than just sacks, and everybody talks about sacks. Saw a lot of double-team attention. How do you think Leo will be remembered as far as what he did here with the green and white? Well, I think when you look at the, the stat line, you'll, you'll say he's under, he underperformed his contract and uh, his slot where he was drafted. But if you watch the film, you put on the tape, he's a hard worker. He, he's really a Jet. Uh, you know, the way that he goes about his business, he came to play every week. Uh, you know, he, he was getting the grunt of the attention from the other opposing offensive line. So he was freeing things up for other players and, and really just did a great job at stopping the run. Uh, you know, he, he was great in getting past, getting past pressure, although he didn't have the big sack numbers. He didn't have the big knockdown numbers. He was always disruptive on the opposing team's offense. So, uh, you know, a hardworking cat, uh, you know, but when you're drafted six overall, you're expected to make those splash plays, yeah. those forced fumbles, those sacks. Uh, you know, all, all the big numbers, the, the, the team needs those from you. They need all pros. They need all pro selections every year when you're the number six pick overall. Inside the Jets is presented by EY, a building a better working world. Eric Allen alongside Eric Coleman. Let me read this off to you, and we're going to be later joined by Jets tight end Ryan Griffin, who was all over the place against the Jaguars, two touchdown receptions and also a two-point conversion. But from 2010 to 2016, here's the list of Jets' first-round picks. Cornerback Kyle Wilson in 2010. 2011, Muhammad Wilkerson. 2012, Quinton Copels. 2013, D. Milner. 2014, Safety, Calvin Pryor, 2015, Leonard Williams, 2016, Darren Lee. Man, it's tough. And, you know, it, it's really tough knowing that they're not here, knowing that uh, those selections that they've invested so much into haven't been a part of the future plans once they finish out their contracts. So, you know, either – Or not even finish their contracts because a bunch of those guys that I just named to you were traded. Yeah. I mean, they got rid of them, and it's and it's unfortunate. You know, I don't know. I don't know who to put the blame on. Was it the people drafting them, uh, the coaches for not developing, or the players for not being committed? But New York is a tough place to play for a player. It's hard to stay focused. It's hard to, uh, you know, th there's a lot of pressure that comes with playing in New York, and it takes a special kind of man uh, to be able to. to withstand that pressure and thrive here and, and there are guys out there they'll 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 start you know drafting the right way and putting the right people in here but it all starts with the top i think they got the right person in place in joe douglas and uh and he's done a great job in other places i think that he's starting that process right now with the jets so you know what all those guys have in common and this is not a knock on any of those players but for you to be able to win you have to draft guys in-house especially your early round selections and develop them, and at some point they got to become part of your foundation. Joe Douglas didn't draft any of those players. So my point on that is 
you have to give this man time to put his imprint on this team. He won three Super Bowl championships so far in his career, going back with Baltimore, of course, and then moving on to the Philadelphia Eagles. And Joe Douglas is is this is going to be a build. It's going to take some time. Absolutely, as it always does. Anything worth having is worth waiting for. And I think that he's starting to set the foundation right now, uh, you know, getting rid of the players who they don't see in the future, uh, bringing in free agents and, and undrafted players who, who can help build, be the foundation. And then you start adding those first-round picks, those big-money free agents, uh, the character guys who are going to go out there and perform when called upon. Those are the kind of guys you need here in this locker room if you're going to build a successful program and, and, and be – uh, contenders year in and year out. I do want to say this about Leonard Williams. He's still 24 years old. He is a good man. He was very active in the community. He was well-liked within the organization. Sometimes you have to make business decisions. To your point, E, didn't this have to come to, okay, are we going to sign this guy to a long-term lucrative contract extension, or are we going to get something for him? Yeah, I mean, it, it goes back to, you know, when I was when I was younger in the NFL and, and I had a girlfriend. Long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> many, many moons ago. Uh, I had a girlfriend and I had to ask myself, listen, am I going to put the ring on it? Am I going to make that commitment to be married to her right. for the rest of my life? And I and I, the answer was no. So I had to cut ties. I had to move on and move forward. And I think that's what the Jets are doing right now with Leonard Williams. Understanding, listen, you did nothing wrong. You know, you, we, we appreciate all the work that you put in. Great man in the community, no hard feelings, but it is business at the end of the day. And do we see you in our future? If the answer is no, then you have to cut ties and get the most value that you can get for him. And I think the Jets did a great job in getting a third-round pick and possibly a fourth-round pick the next year for a player who they were going to get rid of anyway. Oh, the drama, though, because after the Jets play the Miami Dolphins, looky who's on the <laughs> schedule, the Jets and the Giants at MetLife Stadium, huh? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> going to be very interesting. And it's going to, you know, I'm sure he's going to have a lot of motivation to, to play well against the New York Jets, a team who just traded him, who drafted him. Uh, you know, and, and right now, you know, the way the offensive line is playing, he he might be licking his chops with that opportunity. Uh, uh, all right, so <laughs> more, more on the NFL trade deadline because there could be plenty more over the course of the next 18 hours or so. And we're going to come back later with Jets tight end Ryan Griffin. You are listening to Inside the Jets on ESPN New York. Darnold takes the snap, drops back, looks right, throws underneath. He's got Griffin, first down and more inside the 20, middle of the field, to the 10, to the 5, end zone, touchdown. Ryan Griffin just split the Jacksonville defense. And you can make an argument that is the best drive of the season so far for the Jets. Welcome back to Inside the Jets. We are brought to you by Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel. Eric Allen alongside Eric Coleman. Tonight, we are actually inside the Play MGM Studios here at One Jets Drive. Our player guest segment is presented by M&T Bank the official community bank of your New York Jets. Without further ado, let's bring in Jets tight end, tight end Ryan Griffin. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, it's fun to be up here in the MGM studio. There, there. you go, yeah. man. Oh, Hitting yeah. away up here. It's <laughs> uh, nice. Listen, uh, big day yesterday against the Jaguars for yourself individually, but let's get to the news of the day. Earlier this afternoon, ESPN's Adam Schefter reported that the Jets had acquired a pair of draft picks from the New York Giants in exchange 
for the Big Cat, Leonard Williams, pending a physical, so we'll have to see when that is official. If that indeed goes through, your reactions? Yeah, it's just tough. You know, you hate to see a guy who, you know, works so hard, you know, to, to build a program. He's been, you know, he's been a, a mainstay here for the, you know, his uh, first four years. And, you know, it's tough to see a guy go. But, uh, you know, that's the business. You know, it's the, it's the NFL. And these, everybody here knows, you know, that at some point, you know, your career as a Jet is going to be over. But it's it's what you make of it when you're here, you know. And I think, he, you know, he did a great job when he was here. He's a great teammate. You know, oddly, you know, had him here for this year. But, uh, you know, I wish him the best and, you know, hope the best for him. We're going to see him in a couple of weeks. So yeah, that's really right. looking forward to that. I, I want to ask both of you guys this question because E. Coleman played safety for the New York Jets and, and later for the Atlanta Falcons. What is the trade deadline like for you guys inside a locker room? And you take it you take okay. it first, E, and then Ryan. I want to get his uh, The trade deadline has always been different for me because, you know, I played from 04 to 13 and – there wasn't a lot of action. There wasn't a lot of activity going on during the trade deadline, just like there weren't a lot of trades in general. You know what I mean? I feel like nowadays with the analytics, with the way that the game is moving, players are getting moved around quite a bit, uh, and, and it's kind of changed. It's made it exciting. You know, sure. but I mean, obviously it's not exciting if you're the one getting traded or you're, you know, having teammates leave the locker room. But for from a fan's perspective, it made the game more exciting. Uh, what about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. It's tough. You know, again, you know, seeing a guy, you know, you, you grind with these guys. You know, they go through you go through camp together and you know what it is. It's a brotherhood in there, uh, you know, but on the flip side it is, you know, kind of you know exciting. Mix it up. Maybe, you know, it could be a good thing for him. You know, on top of, you know, with the Jets coming some, with some draft picks next year. So, you know, it is what it is. We'll see what comes of it. But, uh, you know, in the, in, the, in the moment right now, I'm just wishing him the best. Do you pay attention like a fan? Will you be after you go home tonight? Will you be watching the ticker, looking at your phone and, 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 and taking a look at um, all these ESPN I insiders try, like Schefter and yeah, out there? No, I'm not on, you know, any social media really. So I try to, you know, keep keep uh, separate from all that. You know, I'm just trying to focus on what I can control, you know, whatever the front office decides that's on them, you know, but I'm a part of this team right now. And, uh, you know, I'm liking the guys we have in the locker room. Hopefully we can keep it together you know, and make a, a late season run here. That's, you know? that's a great way to go about it, just handle your business. Uh, you know, obviously, you, with your time with the Texans, uh, you've been a part of that program as it grew, sure. as they grew to being a successful team. There, there are a lot of, like, ups and ebbs and flows that happen during that situation. What advice can you give to your teammates right now as the New York Jets? You know, you're a new member of the team. They have a new general manager, new head coach, trying to move, make the right moves in the right direction. What kind of advice do you give the young guys uh, going through this process? Yeah, you just got to learn week to week. You know, every week is a different season. You know, as you know, uh, you know, you can't dwell on things that have happened in the past, whether it's yesterday or, you know, two years ago. You know, you, there are two different teams. I feel like, uh, you know, a lot of history, you know, has, you know, happened here. But uh, I'm just trying to come in with new energy and uh, just let these guys know that, you know, you got to focus on next week. You know, it's always what have you done for me? recently so uh, you know you, you got to get it done come out here against the Dolphins and you know put a good product on the field so you guys didn't get the outcome you wanted once again you fell to the Jacksonville Jaguars but you had a hell of a day individually in the pass receiving game two touchdowns first Jets tight end since 2011 and Dustin Collar to get in the end zone twice in the same game and also a two-point conversion uh, successful two-point conversion. Uh, let's let's go through each of the plays. Uh, the first one, 
Third and short. You guys yeah. been talking all year. We got to get in third and manageables. Yeah. Well, you're finally in a third and short. And, and look what happens. Yeah. Good things happen, right? <laughs> uh, no, I think just on the play, uh, you know, the Jazz kind of forgot about me. And uh, I think Le'Veon did a great job running his route, you know, to the best of his ability and really took my – it was a man coverage. And, uh, you know, they both trailed off with Le'Veon trying to get him open. And that was kind of the second option there. And Sam did a great job going through his progression getting the ball down to me and uh you know i just saw some open green grass and you know you know, ran as fast <laughs> as i ever have you know so uh got in there and um you know it felt good to get that first drive going you know and uh 93 yards and all yeah and uh you know I've, i heard a stat i think uh the coordinator was talking about uh first time in like 30 games or something you know we got in there on the first, first drive, drive. that's, and that's right. something we gotta you know keep keep getting better at because I, I think whether it's the game or, you know, even within the drive, you get that first first down, you know, you start rolling. You know, you try to try to get the defense on the heels and uh, trying to get them substituting while we're going fast uh, is very important. You showed some uh, nice jump there, good athleticism. I think you surprised the yeah. linebacker with speed there. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> I, it's uh, not very often we get a chance, you know, to run in that open field, so I'm just trying to make the most of it, really. Yeah. So after after you got those plays, well after the touchdown, yeah. first first drive in thirty games where you score on the first drive, are you like, hey coach, I had something to do with that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, right. it's about yeah. time we might want to start putting in some more plays. Yeah, for me. yeah. I tried I tried not to you know say nothing like during the game, but definitely you know hopefully they're watching the film <laughs> and taking notice. But uh, you know I'm excited to get uh, Chris Herndon back too. Uh, mm -hmm. You know rolling some two tight end sets. Hopefully you know open some stuff up you know, in the run game and the pass game. So yeah, keep yeah, making plays like that. To Everybody's going to take yeah, notes. Yeah, yeah, so we'll get yeah. to Herndon here momentarily. Sure. But how about the second touchdown? Yeah, that second one, again, Le'Veon, you know, the Jags really worry about him, obviously, as you, they should be. You going to uh, send him any presents this way? Uh, what? Yeah, <laughs> I think he's got enough presents coming from the Jets. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, Nah, the uh, the Jags, you know, really focus on him. You know, he did a good job running his route, and you know, Sam again, you know, being patient. You know that staring down the rush, you know, isn't easy. And uh, you know, you found me on the goal line there, and you know, put the ball low where we were expecting it, you know, all week. So, you know, luckily I got under the the, the ball and uh, you know, touchdown. The two point conversion. Yeah. Sam. Yeah. Kept to play a lot. Rolling a little again. Bit. Yeah. Right? And yeah. Th that's what he's so good. You know, he's special. Rolling out of the pocket, trying to keep, you know, sometimes he gets in trouble doing it, but, you know, sometimes he makes great plays, you know, and uh, that's what it is. Sometimes you get, you know, you got to make the play when the when the play breaks down. So, you know, obviously you didn't get the, the end result that yeah. you wanted to. What were some things today in film that you were like, man, uh, or were there some things that you were like, man, if we just would have done this, that, and the other thing, then we would have been in this game because when I was watching it, there were a couple of big plays the defense probably let up that, that were mental mistakes or some opportunities that the offense has. Is it the same thing when you go back and film? Like, man, if we would have just eliminated this play or or made this one, it would have been a whole different ball game? Yeah, it's you know, it's it's funny. When you, you go and watch the film, you know, it's it's just the, the one play you're looking at, you know, and it doesn't take into account what you're feeling throughout the whole game. You know, yesterday – when we we started fast and uh, you know we we start coming back after my second second touchdown and the two point conversion. It's only a know. one score game. Yeah, it's it, a one. We're we're rolling, you know. But then you throw on the film today and it's like we start making the same mistakes again, you know. And it it it's really you got to get that corrected. You got to play it one play at a time. You can't just roll off a of feeling of all right, we got to go now. We got to stay consistent and uh, you know really focus on on our our mental you know assignments and. You know, 
it's gonna break for us you know it, it's it, we got to start playing complimentary football and you know get it all going here and what about your uh, celebrations in the end zone man you brought so you brought some emotion to the field yeah you gotta <laughs> you gotta have fun with it you know it's fun try to keep it light in the tight end room yeah and, you know mix it up yeah instead of just being generic you know but i, I also want to celebrate with my teammates man that's why i'm out here doing it uh you know playing with those guys it takes all 11 of us you know to have a successful play so I, I just try to celebrate with those guys okay so to both of your points you guys actually come out against jacksonville and establish that offensive rhythm early go down the field it's a 93 yard march i think with penalty yards probably 98 total yards in all right you take the lead you have the ball actually at their 34 yard line in your second possession i'm thinking wow you got a chance to go in take kind of control then an interception next play Minshew to Conley it's and, and, and Jacksonville takes control of the game just like that and then there was that large gap in between where the rhythm went away did yeah. they change anything no I think uh you know it's it's one of those things you kind of we lost that rhythm you know that uh that, that interception was was key because it was you know again we're in the scoring position uh looking to take the lead and uh, but it's growing pains, you know, new system uh, with a, a bunch of young guys and with the injuries we've had, you know, wide receiver and, you know, other positions. It's tough. You know, we got, you know, rookie tackle out there too, trying to do his best. Uh, you know, those mistakes are really the killers, mm. you know, and um, we, we got to come back after mistakes, too. It, it's a bunch of growing pains right now that we're having, uh, you know, unfortunately. But uh, we will get it right and get it corrected today. And. Uh, you know, looking forward to, you know, beating the Dolphins. So, I mean, how much more confident are you after after watching the film, after understanding what happened, uh, knowing that you have a Dolphins opponent who, you know, you, again, you mentioned it before, you have to move on. Whether it was a, a success or a failure in the past, you have to move forward. You know, how, how optimistic are you going into this week, uh, knowing that, you you know, you have some lessons to learn last week. There are some positive things to build off. Uh, how confident are you going against this, this Dolphins team? Very confident. You know, it's uh, every week is, you know, the same with us. It's like, you know, we, we can put it together. we got to string it along. And, uh, you know, we have some familiarity with this Miami defense, you know, with Flores coming from New England. Uh, so, you know, we've played this defense kind of twice already, you know, moving in. They obviously have different personnel and such. But, uh we're really looking forward to, you know, correcting mistakes and, uh, you know, getting back out there. And, you know, that's the best part about this league, you well, know, is, is getting back out there and, you know, trying again. Yeah, and understanding that uh, he came from New England. Flores sure. came from New England. Yeah. And, and, you know, the Jets took a tough loss to New England. Will you go back and watch New England tape and see some of the things that they did to kind of expose you and make those corrections moving on to Miami? Sure, absolutely. You're going to, you know, watch as much as whatever is going to help us. You know, even last year, you know, when he was with the Pats and we played him twice, uh, definitely going to check out that film. Uh, you know, anything that could help us, you know, we need all the help we can we can get right now. Inside the Jets is supported by Selective Insurance. Be uniquely insured. Eric Allen and Eric Coleman here in the Play MGM studios. Joined by Jets tight end Ryan Griffin. Uh, you've been so good. I want to keep you on for another segment. Let's do it. Yeah, let's uh, keep it rolling. All right, cool. We're going to come right back. You are listening to Inside the Jets on ESPN New York. Sam Darnold in the shotgun. Set to take the snap and does. Drops back to throw. Under pressure. 
Floats left, throws at the goal line, a sliding catch is made. Second touchdown reception of the game for Ryan Griffin. Welcome back to Inside the Jets. We are brought to you by Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel. Eric Allen alongside Eric Coleman. We are actually across the street at One Jets Drive tonight inside the Play MGM Studios. And our player guest segment is presented by M&T Bank, the official community bank of your New York Jets. Uh, Jets had a tough day at the office against Jacksonville, but Ryan Griffin had a career day, two touchdown receptions and also a two-point conversion. Ryan, I don't think people give you enough credit for what you can do as a receiver because not too long ago, 2016 with the Texans, 50 receptions. Yeah, I had 50-plus. Uh, <laughs> you know, Brock really helped me out with that one. Uh, you know, it was, it was uh, tough getting the ball downfield to, to D-hop. So, you know, <laughs> uh, he, he started dropping it off down low and, uh, you know, helped me get 50-plus. But, uh, you know, it is what it is, you know. It's it, I try to do, you know, what the coach is asking me here, and uh, you know, with Chris being out the first, you know, what seven weeks, I found myself doing a lot of blocking, you yeah. know, and uh, I'm okay with that, you know. Really, whatever they need of me, you know, is is what I'm going to do. So, I just try to do, you know, what I can to help the team win. As a tight end, is it like the the ultimate luxury? Because of course, as a tight end, you got to be physical. You have to be a good blocker. But do you kind of earn the right? To, to start stepping away from that line of scrimmage and splitting out and getting one on ones with like with what with safeties and, and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, every time you know you do split out, um, you know the, the film's watching and uh, you know seeing what even if you don't get the ball, you know it's always do you win the win the route, you know especially against DBs, you know because when they roll out nickel or an extra DB, you know when I'm on the field, you know it's like. I, I still got to win a route, you know. I should be winning in the in the run game against this guy, but if I can win in the pass game as well, you know, it really opens the offense up. So I try to take pride in that. Remember, Jets fans, you can stream inside the Jets live through the Jets app presented by MT Bank. Go to the App Store or Google Play now and search official New York Jets. You know, you talk about your blocking role in this offense. A lot of times they're using you effectively on the move. I know you guys want to get Le'Veon more yardage, but you see you coming across the line a bunch of times and creating some holes. Yeah, and I think it's the, it's a matchup league, right? Yeah. And, you know, wherever we have the matchup, you know, me against a, a linebacker or, you know, possibly that nickel I was talking about earlier, uh, you know, the, the coaches are doing a good job of just getting me in position, you know, so we are we can win, you know, and, and have leverage against the defense, uh, you know. And, I just, uh, again, whether I'm, you know, at the point of attack in the line, you know, blocking like a tackle in protection or whether it's that kind of H-back role where, you know, moving across the ball, and, you know, out in the perimeter, you know, blocking for, you know, screens and such. You know, I'm, I'm just trying to do what the coach is asking me. Uh, I've always been a big fan on offense. If you have, like, two you have been? Uh, well, I mean, listen, it, it's, a, it's a tough matchup as a safety when a team can come out with, with 12 personnel, with, yeah. with, with one running back, two tight ends, and two wide receivers, mm. especially when the tight ends can run routes. Right. And they can, and they can get physical in the run game. So I, I know you, I'm sure you're excited for Chris to get back into the lineup so you can do some 12 personnel because as a defense, you always try to match personnel. And so when there's two tight ends on, you keep more linebackers on. And I know that if you saw yourself split out lined up against a linebacker, you're going to be licking your chops. And then if, you know, the team knows that and they add a defensive back, take out a linebacker, add a DB, now you can run the ball. Mm. 
So I, I think having two tight ends is like the ultimate luxury. So I, I'm sure that you're excited for that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, when Chris gets back, hopefully, you know, if they do roll out, you know, the, the nickel or, you know, the dime defenses, you know, Chris is a great blocker as well, you know, mm -hmm. to his credit. So, you know, we can get that rolling. They want to roll in uh, linebackers to stop the run. Then we can split them out, you know, and, and empty it out, go quick. With, you know, Sam makes things easier for Sam, really cleans the pitcher out for him. So uh, try to be as versatile as I can, you know, and, and help this offense any way I can. What is unique about Chris Herndon's skill set? He had a very good – Solid rookie season, had that chemistry with Sam Darnold, and I know a lot of people talk about, hey, he can do a little bit of everything. Sure, yeah, this guy's uh, the ultimate football player, you know. Um, you know, he's uh, kind of, we have different skill sets, you know, between me and him, so I'm excited to be on the field together. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a mismatch, you know, in the past game. Whether you want to put a DB on him or not, you know, he, he runs like a wide receiver. And uh, when he's asked to block, you know, he does his job as well. So um, really looking forward to see what he can do to help the, help the offense out. He can really stretch that field, can he? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he, can, uh, he can burn it. You know, I'm telling you, he's like, he's like a wide receiver out there, you know, in line. So if you get the right matchup, you know, you can burn the defense. So can you talk about, uh, you know, obviously your, your veteran presence, your seventh year in the league, you've seen a lot of football. Uh, having a rookie, uh, excuse me, a second-year quarterback in Sam Darnold go through the adversity that he's going through right now. What kind of what kind of wisdom do you give to him? Or you know, I'm sure he's a he's not a guy who's going to get down on himself. But w what do you tell a quarterback you know that's going through you know a, a rough patch? Yeah, I've been through it. You know, and uh, you know, like you said, this is, you know, going on my seventh year. You know, I've seen a lot, and I just try to be there for Sam. You know, I'm, I'm not going to try to tell him what to do. I, I don't play the quarterback position, but I'm going to let him know. You know, in my play. You know, whether it is taking, you know, a short short route and trying to, you know, go score, make some plays for this guy. You know, he's out there giving it his all. We're trying to, you know, do our best. But any play we can make to help him out, you know, whether we're talking about getting from, a you know, second and eight to, you know, that third and one to make it yeah. more manageable for him or, you know, that third and one at the 24 or whatever it was and go score so you can take the red zone out of the game. Uh, you know, whatever it is to, you know, help this guy out, you know, in the game, you know, off the field too, we're going to help him out. We're going to be there for him. The the breakdowns in protection. What, what do you think is happening? I know anytime you come off the field at the end of four quarters and you see eight sacks and you're helping your quarterback up that amount of times. I think he was hit a double digit amount, and he knew he's taking a beating out there. Uh, Adam Gase was quick to say. It, this is not just an offensive line. It's on me. He, he said it's an offensive signal caller. He said sometimes it's on the receivers because maybe they're not where they're supposed to be or maybe they're not winning their matchup. But what's happening? Can you pinpoint what's happening up front? It's an offensive unit. Yeah. You know, you know, like your coach said, you know, you can't put it all on the offensive line. It, it, you know, it's, it takes all of us. Uh, so reading the hot routes, you know, when they're when they're bringing blitzes, pressures, identifying it correctly, you know, being on the same, you know, same page as an offense, you know, seeing the defense out of the same set of eyes, you know, is really important, you know, to to getting off the field, you know. So I, I can't really pinpoint exactly what it is, you know. I, I don't want to go into details about it. We had a tough meeting. Did you? You know, yeah, of course. You know, it's it's never easy, you know, after uh, you know, the, these losses like this, you know, and they're stacking up. We can't let it happen. You know, we just can't. So 
we gotta you gotta get it right. Come back here, uh, you know, on Wednesday, and you know, get back to work. Do you like the way Darnold battles though for a 22 year old? Absolutely. There's the, the any anybody in that in that offensive room watching that film. You know, he's after what happened last week too. You know, and you know his foot it is what it is. He's he's not 100. percent Nobody is right now, but everybody's battling. You know, yeah. it's not like guys are play, taking plays off. Uh, these guys are battling out there, and you know, it all starts with Sam. You know, we're watching him battle, and you know, it makes us want to play harder. And on offense, obviously, you you went against your defense all throughout the the off season through training camp. Is there a particular player that you like? You kind of look out for, like, man, that dude is a dog. He just needs the opportunity. Or whenever he's out there on the field, he makes a play, and you're like, yeah, I, I saw that in him in training camp. Is there a player on the defense that you can say that for? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, Mo's. You know, when uh, CJ's out there, you know, things are clicking on defense. Yeah, I mean, it's fun to watch. You know, I'm just hoping he gets healthy and uh, gets back to you know to where he was week one because man, he's a special player. What has the past few months been like for you? Because you started your career in Houston. We're talking about this being your seventh professional season, but this is your first one with a new team. So all the details that go inside of not just joining a new team and playing in a new system, but also moving. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everything off the field, you know, it's been great. Everybody here has been, you know, helping me along with that. And I'm actually originally, you know, from the Northeast, yep. uh, you know, I'm from New Hampshire. Uh, so not too far away from home. Uh, it's been good to see some family, you know, it's usually when football season's, you know, around, I, they don't get to see me that much, you know, whether they would come down to the game, I'd be, you know, busy, you know, obviously working. But uh, it's been good uh, during the bye week, got some time with family. And so it's been it's been great. New Jersey's been great. Jets fans have been amazing. You know, uh, they're really passionate, you know. <laughs> I, sure I love are. it. Yeah, I love it up here. Now, uh, looking ahead to Miami, uh, you, you guys come in every Monday. You look at the film, you correct the mistakes. When do you individually uh, take the Surface Home or a laptop and and start grinding and looking at what's ahead in terms of the next opponent? Yeah, uh, it starts today. You yeah. know, you got to get a quick peek, you know, and obviously. You know, Will you watch them tonight? They're playing the Steelers Yeah, exa Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're, they're on, uh, you know, they're playing Monday Night Football. Tune in, you know, obviously just kind of a shallow. Uh, look at them just to see what the personnel is and stuff and uh, you know the the coaches will break it down for us tonight and then when we get in here tomorrow on the off day you know uh, we'll be <laughs> we'll be in here uh you know grinding and and seeing what's on what's on the menu for wednesday uh, into practice i don't know if any i know the people on the radio listening couldn't see the oh the yeah air the air quotes around <laughs> the, <laughs> with, off with the day, off day you know there's probably not a man on this organization that has it doesn't show up on on tuesday yeah no no doubt you know especially you know, we're, we're heading into the middle of the season here you know a real professional takes care of his body you know uh your body is is your work really so uh also mental, but uh, taking care of your, your your physical body as well. And we, and we talked about that. What do you do to take care of your body during the week? It's a long season. What kind of things during the week do you do to take care of your body to make sure that you're ready to go on Sunday? Yeah, we're just going back and forth, you know, about different techniques, you know, keeping the body uh, fresh, you know, including, you know, cold tubs, uh, contrast, uh, the float spas. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, many people out there know, but uh, you know the the deprivation tanks. You know, seem to help me out a lot. You know, magnesium salts, 
in the bath and you're in there floating in the dark by yourself it's pretty uh, <laughs> that helps clear your mind it does sure. it clears your mind <laughs> and uh helps you focus and and gets the body right so uh that's what i'll be doing tomorrow now as a guy who does a little bit of everything for this team ryan how eager are you to get Le'Veon bell going in terms of his stats because he's been such a positive influence i think on this ball club and i i don't i don't know if people realize how much that has resonated inside this building and you just sense sense his hunger to win and against jacksonville you guys playing from behind a lot again he, he only got 12 touches and nine rushes and, and i'm sure he's so eager to help you guys even more so. And you talked about being a direct benefit uh, of uh, the attention that Le'Veon's getting out there on the field. Exactly, yeah. I mean, uh, his history, you know, he, everybody knows. The defense knows what he can do, you know, and I think that's, uh, you know, the defense's game plan, no matter who we play, is kind of take away their best player. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, without question, Le'Veon has the, you know, the pelts on the wall, so to speak. You know, oh, everybody yeah. knows what he can do in this league, and they try to shut that down. You know, and, and it's about us, the other ten guys. You know, what can we do to help him out? And uh, you know, it obviously starts with you know getting a lead. You know, starting fast, and uh, so we don't have to play, you know, behind the sticks or you know behind the scoreboard where we, you know, he's uh, stuck in protection a lot of times. You know, we're trying to get out to a quick start and you know establish the run game early on. Yeah. Yeah. That, that that would be big yeah. going down to South and Florida it, this week. Yeah, exactly. You touch on it. He's, he's a passionate guy. Yeah. You know, he wants to win. You said you feel his hunger. We all feel his yeah. hunger, you know, and, and that rubs off on all of us. And so, uh, you know, we're excited to get down to Miami, you know, start fast, finish strong. So the outside perspective is Miami's tanking it this year. They just want to lose. But you are a player, so – you know guys down there on that team. Sure. And, and those guys are looking at you and saying, oh, no, we're getting our first win. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this is the NFL. Yeah, yeah. You know, and nobody's going in there trying to lose. Yeah. Everybody's job is on the line every play, yeah. you know. And I don't want to hear about, you know, tanking. This isn't the NBA. You know, <laughs> guys are out here, you know, battling, you know, their hearts out trying to win a game. That's right. doesn't matter, you know, what the front office is thinking about them. They know that. They're even if they're not going to be in Miami next year, they're playing for a job somewhere else, possibly. You know, so uh, I, I don't want to hear about tanking or anything. They're going to bring their best shot, and uh, we better be prepared. Yeah, and another point of this that is very important is that everybody plays for a job inside a locker room. You guys are one and six right now, but you still have more than half the season to go. A lot to play for, and it would just be nice, like you said, we just got to get one and then build off of that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, the schedule is kind of opening up for us. We had, you know, a tough couple, you know, first couple games there. But, uh, again, it doesn't matter who we're playing. We just got to clean it up. It starts with us, you know, offensively. And, uh, you know, we got to clean up some of these mistakes. And, you know, hopefully we can get back to complimentary football and, you know, start playing, you know, Jeff football. Uh, real quickly before we let you go, how, how's the rookie coming along, Trayvon Wesco? A lot to learn. Oh, I know. yeah, he's yeah. learning. He's <laughs> learning. But give him credit. You know, he's learning from his mistakes. And, uh, you know, I have no doubt, you know, once he gets his shot, you know, he's going to be a real, you know, good pro in this league. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to him getting more snaps. Well, uh, thanks for coming yeah, by. Thanks, guys. L listen. Eric. Yeah, appreciate it. All right, thanks, guys. 14 points for this guy against Jacksonville. We'll see what is in store for Ryan Griffin next week against the Miami Dolphins. And Eric Coleman and I will come right back to preview 
Jets, Dolphins this weekend in South Florida. You are listening to Inside the Jets on ESPN New York. Welcome back to Inside the Jets. Eric Allen alongside Eric Coleman. We are brought to you by Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits. Inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel. We'll be back there next Monday night. And Inside the Jets is also presented by EY, Building a Better Working World. Uh, we just had Ryan Griffin on for a couple segments. Jets tight end who was an unlikely contributor in terms of the scoreboard against Jacksonville. That should help this offense moving forward um, because eventually you figure Chris Herndon is bound to get back. And then you're going to like that dynamic of tight end because Griffin's a big guy, been using a lot of blocking situations, but he also can catch football. Yeah, I mean, he, uh, you mentioned it earlier in the segment. You know, I, I had, had 50 catches at Houston in one season. So he's a guy who can he was definitely capable of being a receiving tight end uh, along with the great blocking that he does. And it's just going to be a, a great duo to have he and Chris Herndon together and, and see them develop together and open up this offense and hopefully create some more opportunities for Le'Veon and other guys. And, E, you were talking about you'd like to see some more 12 personnel. That's some old-fashioned football, two tight ends. Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the, the teams that have the luxury of having two to physical tight ends who can run routes uh, can do it and, and really expose the defense and kind of dictate how that defense plays them. And uh, it'll be a big advantage for the Jets once they get both of them healthy. And, you know, I'm excited to see this this team grow. You know, they're still finding themselves. I mean, you saw Ryan had two touchdowns last week. Yep. That, that was something that we haven't seen all year. But now it's a, another option for the Jets' arsenal, something, uh, something else for Sam Darnold uh, to go to. All right. Well, one of the major storylines throughout this week is Adam Gase, who was uh, the head coach of the Miami Dolphins the previous three seasons and going back to South Florida. Well, on a conference call earlier today, he said that's irrelevant. Yeah, I mean, it has to be. Uh, it's in the past. It's like as if you were a player right now and you look back to last season. That has nothing to do with this season. Uh, yeah, there may be some emotions tied to it, you know, some familiarity with the players on the other sidelines, but he's here to coach this team and, and get this team a W and, and get the, this team back healthy. And uh, the Dolphins are a team right now where they're, they're fighting. They're, they're going through a tough season uh, just like the Jets, uh, but they're still fighting just like the Jets are. And so it's going to be a dogfight. You know, it's, it's gonna, the Jets are going to have to be on their A game, correct those mistakes, and, and, and continue to get better. Jets reward members, don't forget to enter the code PUNT in your Jets Rewards portal during this show to earn 100 points. That is punt, so you still got a couple minutes. Enter that into the portal. What does Adam Gase have to do with Sam Darnold to make sure that these turnovers do not become a trend moving forward because seven interceptions combined going from the Patriots to the Jaguars? Well, I think it's just going to be helping Sam understand that he doesn't have to do it all on his own. You know, he doesn't have to make the, the huge play every time. Are you seeing and that? Are you seeing a pressing quarterback at yeah, times? Yeah, you know, I am at times. You know, he wants to make that big play for the offense. He wants to keep it going. And, uh, and, and the most important thing for a quarterback is to end the drive and a kick, you know, whether that be an extra point, a field goal, or a punt. You can't turn over the football and give that defense. Herm Edwards. Yeah, I, I, I see that influence. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Herm guy. So, I mean, you got to end the, the drive with a kick. You can't turn over the football, and, and you have to really value that football, you know, as, as the weapon that it is because it gives other opposing offenses opportunities to score. And, and, you know, if you can keep drives going, take care of the football, you give your defense a break, and it just helps everybody. 
Once again, we're not going to bury the lead here on Inside the Jets. Adam Schefter reporting earlier today that the Jets and Giants have agreed on principle, in principle on a trade that will send the big cat Leonard Williams across town in exchange for a third-round pick next April and a fifth-round pick in 2021. That becomes a fourth-round pick if he signs a contract extension before the start of the league year. Do you anticipate Joe Douglas to be even more busy overnight here into Tuesday? Yeah, I'm sure he's filled in some calls. I mean, this is a talented team. And, and maybe the, there's some guys on this team that aren't in the Jets' future uh, that they can get compensated for. And, or maybe the Jets are going to go deal and, and bring in some players, bring in some talent from other teams. Uh, you never know. But I'm sure he's going to be busy fielding calls, making phone calls, to do whatever it takes to make this team a winner. Yeah, and I know Robbie Anderson, we got about uh, 40 seconds or so, Robbie Anderson was asked about it in the locker room. We said that uh, I'd like to be a Jet and we'll have to see what happens because a, a lot of people have said that teams would express interest in a guy like him. Well, I mean, he's a dynamic player, but, you know, ultimately you would love to keep a player uh, w with that much talent in-house. You know, he you brought him in here as a young player. You developed him, helped him grow, and, and he to see him finish and, and turn into a great receiver here would be very rewarding. Yeah, uh, we'll have to see what happens. Uh, I'm sure Joe Douglas is going to be in uh, store for a very busy night. But Jets, Dolphins, you anticipate the Dolphins' best shot, right? Bob? Oh, yeah, it, at least for the first couple quarters. You know, I, I think the Jets have the ability to, to okay. put it on them. Uh, there we go. That's <laughs> all we got time for this week. We'll see you next week at Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits.